Welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. Hey everyone, welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast. Today we have a very special episode because we're going to be having a little bit of a back and forth, a little bit of a discussion slash debate about morality and we have T-Jump with us. Uh, Before we get started, um, I'm going to, we're going to announce a few quick things. So for those listening to the podcast in the future, this episode was live. If you want to join in the conversation, go to youtube.com slash deep drinks and you can join the conversation. You can ask some questions uh, and it'll all be a great time. Um, so with that said, I'm going to introduce our guest, who is a bit of a spicy one, who has some really interesting conversations. So his name is Tom Jump, T-Jump, is he's known by, and he's an atheist philosopher who hosts conversations and debates with professors, academics, apologists, and everything in between. Tom regularly engages in topics from biology and physics, religion, and morality, with, with a few flat earth debates peppered in there. He's not a flat earther, though. He, he opposes the flat earthers. Um, Tom, Tom subscribes to objective morality as opposed to subjective morality. So he views morality as an undiscovered law of nature that is true whether or not people believe in it. Um, he's got his own theory on objective morality called, um, you call the involuntary imposition of will. And he's co-authoring a book on the very subject that he's going to get published and peer reviewed um, when it finally comes out. But he's working on that at the moment. So with that said, I'd like to welcome T-Jump. So, hey, man. How's it going? How you doing? All right. You got the iconic chair, the, the lazy boy, and you just, just chill, ready to go, ready to jump into this conversation about morality. Sure. Uh, but what are we what are we drinking, T Jump? Uh cherry Pepsi. So it's Yeah, that's the golden liquid. Unfortunately, in Australia we can't get uh cherry Pepsi. Like, well, at least I couldn't find anywhere. I had to go to a specialty store and spend four dollars fifty on one can of cherry coke. So I thought that was as close as I can get. So that's what we're gonna do it. And I think this is the first time I've ever had a cherry flavored uh Coke or Pepsi drink. So um I'll I'll be doing a review as uh as we go. But before before we um, dive into morality, I just wanted to, if you could give a quick introduction to how you actually got interested in such top topics. So what? Why are you interested in morality? Why are you interested in these things? Uh, well, I wrote an epistemology theory of knowledge and was contrasting it to theism and trying to see if the arguments better indicated a natural hypothesis to a theistic hypothesis, and I came to the moral one. And so I researched it just like I did the other ones and um, was wondering if it had any alternatives to theism, because if you grow up in a predominantly Christian society, um, you don't really, you're not taught about alternative views of objective morality. You really think God's the only option. And then when you start researching into the academic side, the philosophers don't agree. There are lots of alternatives to God-based morality. Um, in fact, a God-based morality isn't objective, and the ones that are are platonic objects, a priori abstracts, uh, undiscovered laws of physics. Those kinds of things are objective, whereas God's opinion is not objective. And so understanding what objective morality could be, that the naturalistic hypotheses are better than the theistic ones, and the theistic one isn't particularly good at all, um, is what got me into the topic. So I can imagine um, my some of my Muslim friends and Christian friends are like they're they're powdering their fingertips at the moment, getting ready to type some um, some objections to what you just said there. What do you mean by God 
is not uh, God's opinion is not objective. How can that be the case? If well, God objective, was real, what? Uh, well, objective means independent, true, independent of opinion. So if it's true because God says so, it, that's dependent on an opinion. So in order for it to be objective, it can't be contingent on a mind because if it's contingent on a mind, that's the opposite of objective. It's it's sub subjective. But wouldn't uh, oh okay. But would, would Christians and Muslims, would theists say that God has a quote-unquote mind, like as we perceive it as a mind? Yes. That's like one of the required properties is that he has a mind. Because if he doesn't, then there's no more God. It's it's just pantheism, just nature. So it doesn't matter if the mind is like our mind, if it's contingent on a mind of any kind, subjective. Interesting. Okay, interesting. Um, okay, and so you grew up a Christian, is that right? Yep. And you're not a Christian now. How did that happen? Uh, I had major depression my entire life. Uh, none of my prayers were answered. And so I lost the ability to believe in a all-powerful sky daddy who actually cared about me. <laughs> okay. That's a very quick, like, usually that's a two-hour conversation on this channel where, you know, but you just summed it up real quick. That's I like that. Um, <laughs> sky daddy, that's great. Um, and so how did you first start, like, posting videos and things like that? Um, I was interviewing or I invited out professors for coffee and just chatting with them to test my knowledge in philosophy. And I record the conversations on my phone and just upload it for convenience. And people started to watch. That's how so it's going to cool. happen. Yeah. Right. Awesome. I assume that you didn't bring in the um, lazy boy back then. That was a new edition, right? Um, I was born with it. <laughs> that's so good i love that on your discord too you have like little stickers and merch and stuff like of the chair that's that's pretty funny that's right buy t-jump merch money. everyone should go right now and just buy t-jump yeah merch. do it go buy t-jump merch do it 100 so i thought we could jump straight into morality and uh and let's just, let's just have a discussion with it because i disagree with your perspective and You're i wrong. think that's where Okay, well, that's where interesting discussions. This is where interesting discussions lie, right? We can have a civil um, discourse about it. Um, but I think so. I probably disagree, but it's probably I don't actually know your full theory. So I just could you lay it out to me? Like, why why do you believe that morals are objective? Uh, yeah. So there's a pattern in moral intuition. It is moral progress is what we call it. We see there's a pattern that it changes in a very consistent direction over time. And I think that pattern is going to hold true to all conscious things in the universe, not just humans. And they're also going to follow this pattern. And if they all follow the same pattern, then it's indicative, likely indicative of something more than just a social construct. It can't just be a social construct if every society is doing it. Um, and so there's likely going to be some consistency to this pattern and it will lead somewhere as an end point as an end point and there's a pattern to it um, it's reasonable to think that this is representative of some fact of reality that we just don't understand yet and that's about it okay so um you said there that like you know societies follow these laws can you give me like an example of this uh well so the like, law... consist like consistency Consistency with the law is like as you increase in technological advancement and intellectual acuity, um, more involuntary impositions of will are seen as immoral. That's the pattern. So it means as you gain in technology and there are less things you have to do that are bad, um, you start to see those things as immoral. So like uh, veganism is an example today. As we get to the point where we're like at Star Trek and we can just print food, it will be seen. The majority of people will see eating animals as immoral. 
Um, and same thing applied to slavery, women's rights, LGBT rights. Uh, as we got to the point in society where these things were no longer justified because of some means to need certain kinds of hierarchies in order to have society function, then they started to be seen as immoral. And so the pattern is going to continue as we gain technologically more things that we currently see as necessary will be seen as immoral, like jails will be seen as immoral, stoplights will be seen as immoral. Um, any unnecessary imposition of will will be seen as immoral once we get to the technological stage where it is no longer justified to impose it on anybody. Okay, I can understand where you're coming from there. So I'm a vegetarian or vegan. Um, I say vegetarian just because, you know, my work still buys leather shoes and shit like that. Um, I like bacon. For me. Yeah, okay. Um, so you're immoral. No, I'm kidding. Yes, um, that's, that's exactly right. That's I no. am immoral. Um, I yeah. grant that. So I, I understand that veganism and vegetarianism is the moral position. And I choose yeah. to eat cheeseburgers and bacon and pizza. So I am immoral. That is correct. Yeah. No not to get off on a um uh, on a well let's let's get off on it later but like not to get off on that but like you would never accept that argument for someone who just loved raping babies right you know you wouldn't be like well you know i know it's immoral but i just love raping babies you'd be like no you should stop that you piece of shit right yeah but what that's the same thing so like uh <laughs> if someone was a murderer or something and he said and he says i'm immoral I'm like you're right yes you are immoral i mean there's, no, there's nothing i'm not disagreeing i'm agreeing with him he's right that is a correct statement so okay I mean, there's not really saying that there's this imperative to try to get him to stop or something. Isn't a difference there. Those aren't like different positions. You can say, yes, I agree. You are, you are factually correct when you say you're immoral. I would, I would agree with yeah. you. But I'm, yeah, but I'm going to, yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah. So, so just to go back to what you were saying with the, you know, as, as society gets more civilized, we start to do things. So I always use the example of like, people always come to me and say like, oh, would you eat a pig on a desert island or whatever, right? And my, my, my response usually is usually the same, um, is uh, would I eat a pig on a desert island if I had to? Well, I'd probably eat whatever the pig was eating. But let's say like hypothetically, the pig was dropped in on a little, from a plane with a little like parachute and it landed safely. It couldn't eat anything. It was going to die. I had to kill it to eat it to survive, right? I'd probably do that. I'd probably also drink my own piss, but given the, a, a, gla a cool glass of refreshing uh, Coke uh, cherry, which is delicious, by the way, I'm choosing the Coke cherry every time, or I'm choosing water every time, right? So under certain circumstances, I agree. We, we change we change what we find acceptable in that in that time. But for me, that points to um, moral subjectivism, mor like that that people find it okay in certain um, instances to do certain things, and okay and not okay in other instances. So, well, I, so for example, like like if I was having dinner with the queen, right, and like she bring out chicken wings, I'm not picking up those chicken wings and like munching on them with my my hands. I'm using a knife and fork, right? That because that's seen as the quote unquote correct thing to do, right? But like sitting at a, in, around a barbecue with a bunch of my boys and they're all eating their chicken wings is it would it would almost be the wrong thing to do to pull out a knife and fork right would you agree with that it's like well well i'd say it'd be wrong even in the case of the desert island to eat the pig it's still immoral you're still killing a conscious agent so i think that any time you kill a conscious agent ever for any reason it's always immoral no matter what there is no justification whatsoever that will ever make it moral it's always that's literally contradictory to what a justification is if you're, if you're justifying doing something bad it can't be good the justification can't make it good um and so uh i i don't really care about what people disagree on or whether people would do different things in different contexts like 
many people would probably kill baby Hitler um, and they find that justified, but I don't, mm. that doesn't make it moral. It's not like therefore, because people would do it, it must be morally good in that case. Like, no, yeah, moral objective about... means true independent of anybody's opinion. So the fact that people would do it uh, really doesn't have any basis or relevance to whether or not something is moral. Yeah, like the killing the baby Hitler thing, right? It's a consequentialist. Like for those to say people people to say that's like a moral thing to do, that's like a consequentialist perspective, right? And there's like utilitarianism and and Kantian perspectives and social contract theory and stuff. Do you subscribe to any of those theories within the objective framework, objective moral, morality framework? No, I mean most of those aren't objective morality. Like consequentialism and utilitarianism are pragmatic models. They don't need to be objective. You can make an objective model out of it, but they're they're not objective um but yeah i don't subscribe to any of those now okay so all right well okay so i'm 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 finding i'm, I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you i'm trying to find some hooks to let's for us to go deeper but so what is what is morality to you because for me it seems that morality is is mostly a pragmatic system we use to organize society it doesn't it doesn't exist i'm, I'm kind of like a moral anti-realist i think people people who seem to just operate within their own preferences and People's as society gets better and bigger or, or, or and stuff, we start going, well, now this is not okay. And, and that's just people operating within their own preferences. And that <laughs> it makes sense then that, you know, I mentioned uh, Alyssa Whitback Alexander. She was a Mormon. When she was deconstructed from her Mormon faith, her and her husband drove to another town. They wore like a disguise to order their first coffee because they thought it was such a bad thing to do to order that coffee, right? They, they had this moral weight that it was bad to drink this coffee. But we wouldn't say it was bad to drink that coffee because we don't have those same cultural perspectives, cultural religious perspectives, right? So to me, it seems that morality is just like people operating within their own preferences. It's subjective. Or actually, I don't even think morality exists. I just think it's a tool we use, we, we could be say, to for people to operate within their own preferences. Okay. Well, is there a pattern to it? Why? Why is like, it's not all... Um, just coffee. There's there's a pattern, isn't there? There's like some yeah. things are typically seen as more on that pattern. Do you think aliens will have a similar pattern? Well, it depends, right? So like if aliens have a central nervous system, so like like if you imagine if you bring like you talk about biology a lot, if you bring things back to like ground roots biology, right? Sticking knife in leg usually produces an uncomfortable feeling for for, for sentient beings, right? Knife leg bad. Right. That's like the, it's, it's, it's like as rudimentary as you can kind of get. So it's like, well, if it produces an uncomfortable feeling because of how we're evolutionarily wired, because leg in bad, leg knife in leg bad, then you can deduce that we create, we would create a rule. Hey, I don't want you to stab knife in my leg. Right. Like it's like you can see how like everyone would come to the same subjective ideas. What do you think about that? So, so you agree there is a pattern that's going to be true yeah. across yeah. species everywhere in the mm -hmm. universe, pretty much. Or, acro or across species? I don't know, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, aliens aliens aren't human. They're two species, different different species. That's why I said aliens. Well, we don't, but we don't, well, I, I'd have to reject it because we don't have any, we don't have any idea of what aliens would be. We, we just, we're, we're literally just talking Star Trek at this stage. Like we, we've never, we don't know if aliens exist. We don't know what they will be like. We don't know if they'll be sentient. We don't know what they'll, you know, it might be a nonsensical thing to, to talk about. Well, that doesn't make any sense. So like, 
if there are aliens that do exist, suppose they're conscious, because if they're not conscious, then they're probably not going to have a view of morality. They're just going to be rocks, which is fine. If, yeah, but, depending on how you define consciousness, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how to define consciousness. Yeah, let's let's not but, let's not go down that. But if they're conscious, they're probably going to have a system of rules that they feel are better or worse, right or wrong, and it's probably going to have all most conscious agents are probably going to have this and they're all probably going to have the same pattern like don't eat babies is probably going to be a common one throughout most things in the universe there's probably going to be some central core themes to all of these um and it could be it's just coincidence it's just coincidence that they did this because the ones that wanted to eat babies died off or it could be that they just didn't have that for some reason eating babies was never a positive a positive thing that came about in moral theories. It just didn't happen. Um, and if that's the case, well, why not? If it's if it's just random, random things happening and some group of people or a group, an individual, develops the desire to eat babies um, and that becomes the moral standard in that culture, um, you would expect that that would be possible under the case it was just random. just evolutionary disadvantageous. Um, but I don't think that's the case. It doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like there's some underlying pattern to the way things change. And it's not just cultural. And it's I think it's probably something more that we just don't understand yet. It seems like a more plausible explanation. Would you say that culture is objective? No. Why? Because it's just something we made up. It's contingent Why? on us. It's it seems to be something that we all gather around the fire. We all <laughs> Um, well, objectively exists, but it's not like a feature of the universe. Our culture, you're not going to see in aliens. Yeah. Uh, well, hang on. Why? Why do you? Why do you say that? Because, like, we see culture develop the same over over time, right? Like, as, as, as like certain cultures, uh, like even even when um, people were colonizing like tribal villages, they would use examples of like these people are further behind. That's a different argument i'm not making that argument but they would say like we're more advanced we're a more advanced civilization right there's like but they view the people that they're talking to as like still part of a culture why is well, culture technology is objective so if you're saying if you're saying culture is synonymous with level of technology well yeah level of technology is objective we thought we would definitely see that in other aliens every alien society is going to have the same progress of technological advancement probably a different different kinds of things but yes we can objectively measure the ability to move atoms and forces in the universe and the more efficient ways to do that are better technologies by definition so yes technology is objective technology is but what about culture what culture is just like i like art i like this hairstyle like no that's not that's not objective well that's what that's how i feel about morality right i don't like to get stabbed yeah, but so do you think morality changes for cultures at the same rate that cultural does? Like, do, do the, does the hairstyle and clothing style have the same level of, mm, I don't know, consistency as morality, or do they change very differently, different different rates? I don't. Well, I, do, I don't. I don't have an answer to that, but I also don't think it's relevant. Like, why? Do the, why does the rates matter? Uh, well, so one is arbitrary and you can change however you want with no constraints. One, there's constraints. That means you can't change it arbitrarily. Okay. Can you, can you spell it out for me a little bit? 
Um, so like science and technology, you can't change arbitrarily. Like I want a flying car now. Like it doesn't work that way. You can't just pick something and like it or dislike it. It doesn't work that way. If uh, there is some fact of reality that guides what you can and can't do, like technology and then doing science stuff, and you don't get to arbitrarily set the limits to whatever you want. Culture, you can do whatever you want. Just pick pick whatever style you want. Well, if we just don't use the word, um, if we don't use the word uh, culture, what if we just say meeting around the fire is objective? I don't know what that means. Well, like every culture in the world, would you agree that um, every culture in the world, um, like at one stage, probably met around the fire? Sure. Is that objective? Uh, it's a fact that they did, but like it's not a thing. I know it's not a thing. Like you can't point to a, a like law of the universe that says meet around the fire. But that's how. But, but how is that different from morality? It's this, like your your argument before seemed to be that um, every society seems to follow it. I'm just trying to understand. But you said every society around the world seems to follow that. Um, so therefore. Uh, there must be some objective truth behind it. Uh, no, like there's lots of things people do, like eat, eat, they eat. Is eating objective? Well, I mean, it's a thing, but it's not, there's not yeah. like a law of nature that says eat food, but there's okay. a consistent pattern to morality, moral progress. It's a thing. You observe it. Probably going to be consistent across all species. Probably a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you say like love is objective? uh as a chemical in the brain yes okay right so so i think yeah so i it's it's hard because i think i think we're in somewhat in agreement and disagreement at the same time so i i believe that love is a chemical in the brain like it produces these feelings um but the concept when i talk about love i'm not talking about that chemical in the brain i'm talking about this like shared like if you talk about love for my wife the love of my little beagle i i have this this like this uh it's like this amorphous thing that i imagine in between between us this shared contract this shared um the share the sharing of experience it's something not real but it is real does that make sense uh i think you mean it's it's not an abstract object you you don't think it is actually a thing out there yeah. independent of minds yeah 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 so um i'm still so okay so maybe we can like try and um dive a little bit deeper so when you say subjective can you define for me subjective or ob objective like what's how you're using them uh contingent on minds versus not contingent on minds okay so and when you say across all species can you explain to me how a spider is moral well, i think everything is moral or immoral so i'd say that there is a law and that law affects things with minds and the more developed the mind is the more susceptible it is to the law so spiders aren't very susceptible because they don't have a developed mind or technology Okay. Okay. I think I'm trying. To, I think I'm starting to understand. So you're saying like there is this thing in the universe called um, morality. Yes, I think there's actually a law, like of physics, that causes brains to develop in a specific way to develop certain moral inclinations. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, a spider doesn't have the ability to to touch that objective thing, right? Like, it, well, it does to some extent, but it doesn't to like a full extent. It's like a human. Yeah, but humans don't have the full extent either. Just on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, 
and then yeah cool and then like there could be like a more brainy alien life hypothetically that could have even a stronger connection to this yeah uh, moral okay okay cool i think i'm understanding that okay um well where i don't why so the and what are the reasons that you think that excuse me that these that this thing that this thing <laughs> exists because you describe it as unfound right so by definition we haven't found it so sure. what are the reasons that you're deducing that this thing probably exists mm, because i think that the moral consistency across aliens in the universe is likely to be found and so why what explains why do all things in the universe have the same pattern i think it's because there's a factual thing there guiding the pattern okay so when you say how can you make a statement like likely when it comes to aliens uh intuition but is like intuition a good is intuition a good way to determine anything to build a hypothesis yes intuition you can use to build a hypothesis right but then so well then by definition all you'd have is like a hypothesis, a hypothesis. That's kind of that's right. unfalsifiable no it's definitely falsifiable because it makes predictions but uh yes oh, okay. uh, all, all i've ever said is i have a hypothesis i never claim to have like empirical okay. evidence okay interesting so how would you falsify your position well if we discovered aliens that don't follow the pattern of morality that would that would falsify it what about animals that didn't follow that pattern of reality sure same thing so but before when i said like the spider you said well they just didn't have the brain capacity to reach that no, the, the pattern is, is as you gain in intellectual acuity and technology, then you start to see more things as immoral. So are, have spiders gained in intellectual acuity or technology to match humans? Because if not, then they wouldn't be at the same level as humans. Okay. So like if I you met I'm aliens, following. so if you saw aliens that were at the technological level of apes, then they would have a moral morality parallel to apes. If they had technology equivalent to us, they'd have morality parallel to us. If they had technology greater than us, they'd have a more accurate view of morality than us. So okay. What? Okay. Interesting. All right. I think I think I'm, I'm starting to get what you're saying. But what what would you say to someone who says, who comes to you and says like, T jump? I think your entire theory is just begging the question. What do you say to that person? Which premises in the conclusion? Well, the, the, uh, so, uh, the intuition part. <laughs> so, um, begging the question is when you have a premise, your, your conclusion is in the premises. So, okay. um, for it to be begging the question, I would have to literally just be stating my conclusion in one of the premises. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be begging the question. You can say that it's uh, not supported by any evidence or not empirical evidence, which is fine. It's not. It's a hypothesis. It doesn't have to mm. be so. But it's definitely not begging the question because the argument goes something like, um, if morality is objective, we will find patterns of morality in other species. We see other species. There are patterns of morality. Therefore, morality is objective. So it wouldn't be begging the question. Okay. What is the most moral world in your perspective? uh that would, could potentially exist would be the best of all possible worlds would be a world where there's no involuntary imposition of will okay so can you please justify what you mean by involuntary imposition of will what 
Why, why is, why should we care about imposition of will? Why should we care? Uh, because when we use the word moral, we refer to things and those things can be described as a, like if we try to identify the core similarity between all of those things, the core similarity is involuntary imposition of will. Yeah. But what can you please like, why, why do we just like, why, why does that matter? So, so there are things that happen, like somebody punches a baby. We feel that's immoral. So we put that on a list of things. This is the immoral things. When we say, see someone helping an old lady across the street, we put that on a list on the moral things. And we uh, categorize this list and see what is the similarities between these things. So this is this is what we call morality. These are, these are the things we call morality. And well, what is the similarity? We try to find a principle, and that's what we are asserting is the core similarity of all the moral and immoral things. So I don't understand the question. The point, the involuntary position of will is just a label for the similarity between all the things we already label as moral or immoral. So where I think, where I think someone may say that you're begging the question is in that imposition of will, right? Because by definition in position, like, can you maybe define what you mean by imposition there? Because the imposition uh, is like a, 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 like, Let's look up, look up. So I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm, I'm actually just trying to have an interesting conversation. I hope you don't think I feel like I'm being a dick. Um, I'm just trying to get to the, to the root of this. So I understand. So an action or process imposing something that is, um, or that something that is being opposed, right? Well, that's, yeah. So, so that wouldn't be the same as will. If, if I think what you're saying is, is imposition and will are the same things, therefore it's repeating itself. Tology? I don't. Those aren't the same thing. So you can have an imposition yeah. on will that's voluntary. So like, so, if you ask for someone to put a weight on me, that would be an imposition on you, but it wouldn't be against your will. So yeah. So the imposing there is what I think that does all the heavy lifting for you in this argument. No that idea. Imposing what you're saying right now. <laughs> so, so, hey man, look, I'm not a, I'm not. I'm not big brain, right? Like you, okay? I don't, I, I don't have it. I'm, tr I'm trying to understand. Help me understand. So, but when you say imposition, right? That word "impose" there, right, is doing the heavy lifting. It's, it's just it? describing things. So, so there's punching a baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stealing money. Will. What yeah, are these yeah. doing? What is the commonality of these things? That why do we label these things as immoral, or what is the minimum criteria for the things we label as immoral? Imposition is like what seems like we're labeling there. Like imposition is just a label for things we we already see as immoral. It's, a, it's just a common label. It's not it doesn't it's not doing any work. It's just we, well, we see immoral things. Well, what's the commonality? It's imposing on will. That's I think that's the commonality yeah. between these things. Yeah, but the imposing of will there, that is a negative thing. Would you agree? Uh, well, I, I think it's immoral. Yes. Well, what that's that's yes. see, I, think, see I, think, how... I think I think I think I understand. So the point here is that we see things that are moral or immoral mm -hmm. and yeah. we already see them as bad. The, the word involuntary imposition of will doesn't say anything about good or bad. It's not, it's irrelevant. What it says is what is the commonality of this class of instances? Why is, what mm. is the similarity between punching a baby, stealing from an old person? Uh, I don't know. Cheating on your taxes, running red light. What is, what is the similarity between the things we label as immoral? immoral well that's, they're that's all it. a great doesn't, time it doesn't what? i'm just kidding i said they're all a great time i'm just kidding <laughs> trying to true. Lie. <laughs> true facts punching babies great time. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But, so so 
me saying the similarity between all of these things is involuntary vision of will does absolutely zero work. It's just a, it's just a descriptor. There's no, there's no yeah, but that moral implications that, there. Yeah, but that that descriptor that descriptor of imposition of will that's already under, in people's brains a bad thing, bad well, right? Uh, what what I don't understand your argument here. So again, I'm just. I'm not making an argument. I'm I'm just trying to. I, well, I guess I am, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to provide a counter argument to what you're saying. So when you say that the best possible world is a world where there, where people have no imposition of will, I'm I'm asking you, okay, why is imposition of will bad? And you say, well, and then you defined, uh, you, you said it was bad because we can all agree upon it, right? But I'm saying, why? Why is that imposition bad? So I don't. Again, I have no idea what you're saying here, but it seems like what you're saying is something like, uh. The word imposition, people have a negative connotation in their mind. Therefore, this negative connotation in their mind is relevant to my argument in some way. It has literally nothing to do with anything in my argument. So it has zero value. Um, you could label it as blue. It would make no difference. So like if all immoral actions, if the commonality was blue, um, then that would just, that would be the commonality. It has, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference what we call it. It's just saying, Here's a bunch of actions that we see as bad. Is there a common feature? Yes, it's blue. Blue is the common feature. So anything with the property of blue is likely to be immoral. That's that's because of all of the things we see as immoral, they have the common feature of blue. It's not doing any work to say that. It's just saying, here's a pattern. Here's the core similarity in the pattern. Therefore, we can infer with induction in the future, anything that has that property is going to be a part of the pattern. It's not doing any work. There's no work being done with that word. <laughs> okay. Well, well, is there a, is there another way that you could rephrase it? Rephrase the like the best possible world without using that word imposition? What? I don't I don't understand the question. Like because like okay, so so imposition, right? Stirs up like a negative emotions, right? Would you agree? Sure. I mean no, uh, impositions can be moral too. So I don't know, like imposing isn't that's inherently bad, but mm. it seems like you're getting caught on this. Like people inherently see the word one way, which is literally irrelevant. Um, it's like you can, again, just replace it with blue. I say there's a pattern of actions that we see as immoral actions. The common feature in this pattern is blue. Anything that's blue is immoral. Therefore, the best of all possible worlds is a world with no blue. No no actions that have a property of blue. There, there you go. That's the best of all possible worlds. You just have to fill No action. Like, no. Okay. Okay. My brain is like, I've, I've got like a mini, million variables going off and now like the program's just crashed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe a good way to maybe a good way to uh to uh, to talk about this is is there how would you say that so i'm a moral anti-realist right or a moral subjective i don't i don't really believe in morals the same way that you believe in morals but i see them as like things that we use like love to it's like i can say it's it's immoral subjective you know, yes yeah 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 right 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 so um how would you how, what would be your, like, what, why do you think that I'm incorrect in my thought process? Because I think that my testable predictions will be confirmed in the future and that's it. Okay. But couldn't you say, well, you see, I, I believe I have testable predictions that I'm, I can make like right now. Cool. 
Like that's if you can build a like I can make, I can make, I can make, with... I can make novel testable predictions right now, and awesome. we can see them come true. Awesome, that would be great evidence. Yeah, sure. So, like, an, an example I'll bring up is my friend Alyssa Whitbeck Alexander, who was a Mormon who had coffee and thought it was a bad thing. So that's not novel. That's um, novel means predicting something we don't already know yet. So you have to predict something that we wouldn't okay. expect to see in the future. Well, like, when I was saying novel, sorry, I meant like like unique. Like it's not normal to think coffee is bad, and from our perspective, right? Okay, let's remove the word novel. We can make pre well, we can novel make prediction. Kind of what makes something a evidence of a position is that it's a novel testable prediction. So it's a new thing we don't always use. Like anybody can make a testable prediction. I predict I'm going to pick my nose in three seconds. Bam, bam, testable prediction yeah. made. So what makes yeah. something evidence is making a novel testable prediction about something we don't expect to see. And so if you infer a pattern that we have no other reason to infer and you get it right, that's evidence of your model. So like so if your you're model like... and subjective morality, you have no reason to expect that aliens would follow the exact same moral pattern we do. That, that's you you would not expect that under moral subjectivism. and there would be no reason for this to be the case right mm. but i'm um, saying I, I if, do, if do, it's objective then we have a reason to think they have the same pattern um yeah i i struggle with the the alien question but um oh oh because i i don't think we can go far with that but let, let's well I'll, no I'll... So, so you you said earlier that you have we have no I forget what you said. You said we can't infer about aliens because we just don't have any information about them or something, right? No, we can't make any we can't make any right. assumptions at all. So under your view, we have no reason to expect aliens would follow our pattern of morality. That's not something we would expect to see. We have no reason to infer that. No, no. Um, it would be a non sequitur to even ask that question. It'd be like like I don't know, possibly, possibly not. Like it'd be we have no we have no way of, of determining right so there's that. there's no evidence that they follow the pattern there's no evidence they don't follow the pattern we have no mm -hmm. reason to think they do any more than they don't or that they follow a different pattern we have yeah. no evidence of anything so if yeah, i, I predict what we're going to see that i think they're following this pattern and everyone we discover is going to be following this pattern now my hypothesis is very specific it says there's a specific thing we're going to see and yours is like well i don't know if we're going to see that we might we might not we got, I got nothing. With aliens, yeah, sure, but right. like, that's, that's but that's that's only because like I have I have no way to evaluate what, what an alien even is, right? right. Like so at this you stage. you have no, you have nothing, no reason to expect. Like, imagine we have a hundred doors, and you had like, which door is the alien going to be behind? And you're like, I don't know, it could be any door. And I'm like, it's going to be door ninety two. Ninety two is the door. And not in, and and all the other doors are wrong. No, it's, it's this door. This is the only one that has aliens. And we open the door and it's behind ninety two. That's good evidence of my hypothesis. I'm probably right. You saying, well, I don't know. It could be ninety two, but couldn't be ninety two. My prediction was very specific and novel and got it right. Oh, yeah. In this instance, hundred percent. But that's yeah. it's only with the aliens. If we move back to planet Earth for a second, like if we if we if did you would you agree that if we had a hundred children, right? born from babies stuck them in a room and we told them there are two doors we told them never open the red door ever it is the worst thing that anyone can do kill someone that before you see them open this red door and you taught them this their entire lives do you think that they would find it immoral to open that red door sure i don't i guess okay cool so so so, so, how... so going back, but my point was is that the reason i think i'm right and you're wrong is that i have a prediction one of the doors 100 doors door 92 
And if we see mm -hmm. this, that's good evidence of my hypothesis. So in, in this case, door 92 is that they're going to follow the same pattern of morality as humans are on the trajectory that we're on. So it's, mm. it's, that's the, the door 92. There's a prediction about what's going to happen or what we're going to see in the moral patterns of other spe alien species is going to be in the same pattern as we're on. And you're like, from your position, you don't have any reason to believe that. You don't, they may be that, they may not be that, they may be something differently. It could be any of with the aliens. other doors. Yes. With yes. aliens, so, because so, I have no... Right, and that's the point. This is a prediction. I don't have any empirical evidence. If I did, I'd have a Nobel Prize. So I'm making a prediction about the future evidence we will have eventually. And so I'm making a future prediction. May have eventually. Yeah. I think, I mean... <laughs> there could be a guaranteed. nuclear war that kills... There's pretty, no, no, not really. No, it's not. No, no, it's, it's absolutely not guaranteed. Like, I mean, there's um, uh, Furby, Fergie's Fer Fer Fermi Furby's? paradox. Fer yeah, yeah. The stupid I mean, paradox. It's wrong. Yeah, and it, it's it's also wrong because like we could let's do another stream one day. We'll talk about aliens, but it's it's also wrong because the variables are we don't know the variables. We don't know all the variables. Like, it's uh, we we're just making guesstimates with those variables. Um, That's but how anyway. All it's what everything in science is, is like, we don't know what's going to happen. I predict this is going to happen. That's, that's what you're doing. You're making a guess. It's a hypothesis. Yeah. At like, maybe at like stage, like zero, 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 one, but like besides that, but the, but literally like, all scientists do every day, wimps, weekly interactive massive particles. I'm going to guess it's a wimp dark, dark, explaining dark matter. Like they're just making shit up. They, they say, I'm going to combine this, the, all the stuff we know about in such a way that makes a prediction of this. Yeah, like like I said, I agree with you. At step zero 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 one, but like once you get to like we're talking about these like high level, look, can we just go back to my uh, my room ID with the, the doors, right? So like under your framework, hunt, uh, there's a, there's some doors in the room. There's a red door. We've told a hundred kids don't open this red door. It's a horrible thing. Their intuition would tell them it's bad to open that red door. I right? have no idea how this relates to the topic. What like you you can manipulate people, yes. Congratulations. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, but they, would you would you agree that their intuition is telling them that the, the that it's wrong to open that door? Sure. You but, can manipulate people's intuitions. Yes. Okay. Cool. So you have moral intuitions, and the rest of the world have moral intuitions, right? And, and you're saying these moral intuitions point to some objective thing in the universe, correct? Yes. Okay. So, why would it not be? Uh, why why can we not see the world as just one big um, manipulation of of and uh, chance of like how we've evolved? How like fire is warm, nice to be around fire. Like so, therefore you know people stand near fire. Knife going into leg, bad, hurtsy, hurtsy. Like why can't we think of like life like that? Why doesn't that make more sense? If that's the case, and it's purely just a manipulation, then we would not expect to see that all the aliens that never came in contact would have the same manipulation, right? That's very unlikely. It's very unlikely that if we're if it's all just a manipulation of human societies, mm. that other cultures would have the same manipulation. So it's very they would probably have a different manipulation. Don't like the blue door, don't like the red door, don't mm. like the tree. They would have different manipulations. So the fact that a bunch of unrelated societies who never interacted have the exact same manipulation is very unlikely. That seems like a bad hypothesis. Um, it seems like a much better hypothesis that there is some guiding force controlling what they do or don't see as immoral if they all have the same uh, intuition and none of them talked to one another beforehand, right? Uh, like it's suppose, like language. Suppose, suppose there's language like, evolved in different cultures all around the world. So it's like, it's language and objective thing of the universe. What? 
if it involved in the exact same language, that would be really good evidence that there was like one universal language or something. So like mm. if, if imagine that there are thousands of cultures all on the planet that never spoke to another and they all developed exactly Latin. They all came up with exactly Latin. That's strange, right? You'd be like, there's something controlling that. There's something in their yeah. brain or something that's forcing them to make this language and not something else, right? So if there is like a consistent pattern that happens everywhere, independent of them talking to one another, that's not social. It's not a social construction. Because if it's a social construction, then you'd expect that whatever society engineered it would be the only one doing this and it would be transferred through interactions with the society. It wouldn't be in all of the other societies all over the world and all over whatever metric you want in the same way. That would make no sense. To me, this just goes back to biology, right? Like, like why does every person in the world grow fingernails? It's like, well, because it's how we're wired. Like, do you, are you a naturalist in, in regards to consciousness? Like, do you believe yep. consciousness is just like your brain firing neurons, et cetera, et cetera? physicalist yes it's called physicalist. yes physicalist yes i like i said i'm i'm new to this i'm, I'm trying to become a philosopher bro teach up i'm really trying um but i'm you know i, I don't I'm, I'm five years behind you man you like you said you've been doing youtube five years so um i'm, I'm trying right <laughs> um i got some comments i thought would be cool to read out so sebi said uh, hey, David, I'm a scrubber of T-Jump. Don't be put off by his aggressive attitude today. He's in a bad mood. He's actually a sweetheart. You're doing a great job so far. Well, thank you, Sebi. Are you are you in a bad mood, T-Jump? Or you, this is just... Uh, I mean, maybe, I guess so. I'm getting more depressed because I, I got dumped like six months ago now. I haven't found a new Instagram model girlfriend. So I'm definitely getting more depressed as time goes on, for sure. So are you comfortable talking about what you told me prior to... Um... I don't care. I've never been uncomfortable i mean I'm, I'm uncomfortable talking about literally anything with anybody but i don't mind yeah cool so you you mentioned before that you're a high functioning autistic have have, have yeah. high functioning autism and you made a joke but it was actually true what was that joke yeah that i'm my special interest is instagram models hot blondes <laughs> like and i was like that's a funny joke but it's, that's actually like unironically what, what you're into so 100 hey, if, if we've got some hot instagram models um you know uh, and you want a new boyfriend uh who'd like to talk about mor morality then hit him up in the comments um yeah, introduce me to those australian girls they're they're hot <laughs> we can relate <laughs> we can relate it's cool um <laughs> uh so tom does text said um the prescription make uh sorry wrong one um you said punching a baby is immoral therefore punching a baby is immoral no i never said that it wasn't the argument so uh there is a pattern if punching a baby we see as immoral now if you want to is punching a baby immoral or is it subjective or whatever we'd say well if it's immoral there's going to be a pattern with other immoral moral things we can make uh infer that if we follow this pattern to some extreme we'll find that like, for example, in the future, veganism is immoral. If if it's the case that punching a baby is immoral and morality is objective and we're on this trajectory of improving moral claims, then in the future, we'll claim a similar action that has the same commonality of involuntary imposition of will will be seen as the immoral in the future. And then we make a prediction about future interaction that we have. And if that gets true, then it's good evidence that there's some underlying pattern. So at no point did I say punching a baby is immoral because punching a baby is immoral. I think it's perfectly fine to punch a baby. 
<laughs> okay, that's gonna be clipped. Uh, so, so, Sully said, um, "Why is the uh, Fermi paradox wrong?" Oh, it's a stupid paradox. Thinking that um, why don't we see any signs of other of other species of life because they've all destroyed themselves or some nonsense? It wouldn't make a difference if they destroyed themselves. It's more likely that uh, it takes a certain amount of time to develop technologically enough to be able to produce radio waves or whatever, um, and so. The idea that they and even once they do produce radio waves, radios don't go away; they're still there, floating around in space. And so we'd probably still hear them, even if they destroy themselves. It wouldn't make any sense. It's a stupid paradox. Stupid. Do you have a um, like a theory that you throw up against that, or like an idea? Because I know Fermi isn't Fermi paradox like the idea that's like, um, where are the aliens? Like that we should see them, right? That's like the concept. Like, why don't you think we've seen aliens? Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. Okay. Um, so Tom does tech again. Everyone should go subscribe to Tom does tech. He's that makes awesome tech videos. He's a friend of mine. Um, so other species have different um, guiding forces to humans. No. And what? not all humans have the same guiding force. No. They're not all affected by it in the same way. Like clearly there's psychopaths, but there are blind people. Blind people can't see. Does that mean that um, sight is subjective? Like no. Interactions with photons is not subjective. So like they're, the fact that some people are affected by actually existing laws differently isn't evidence that they're not actually existing laws. Does, does your theory only work with aliens? Like for example, if we never discovered aliens, or let's say aliens did not exist. No, you use AI would your... too. <laughs> Would, okay, oh, okay all right damn it okay and you can also um, use um other animals evolving higher levels of consciousness they'll also experience this so you could use other local animals too yeah i i have beef with the word consciousness but do you what, still what, want what, to... what what beef do you have with the word okay consciousness? all right let's get let's put, what is I'll this, what is this weird strange okay. confusion on the word consciousness? it means qualia you have qualia experience that's consciousness problem solved yeah, it, to me, it's just begging the question all over again, right? Like, so, <laughs> well, maybe not begging the question. Maybe, um, I, look, I don't want to get into if you want to have is saying the same thing twice. That's what a tautology is. So, I mean, maybe that's what you're going for. Tautology, maybe, maybe teach me the words, okay? Like, I don't, I have thoughts, I don't have the words, all right? But, like, like the word potato go... is a is a sud, it is, it's, it's kind of tasty when you fry it. It's, it's a good word. <laughs> go with the word potato, yeah. Um, okay, look, um, yeah, I, I had this whole conversation with uh, Shannon Q when, when she was on, and I was really drunk, but I think I did an, an okay job. Good way to start Expl a conversation. Explaining, well, yeah, normally the guests choose the most fucking, like, straight. It's so funny. Should have picked Absinthe. Should have picked Absinthe. So funny. I had, you know, uh, Michael Jones, Inspiring Philosophy on. We drank, you know, Christian apologist, straight scotch. Boom. That's what we're drinking. I'm having a Satanist on, the head brother of the Temple of Satan where I live. Um, he wants to have tea and scones. He's going to bake me some pumpkin scones. So I just think it's funny that the Satanist chooses tea and scones and the Christian chooses hard scotch. I just love that. That's the that's the environment that I've created for this um, this thing here. Um, Tom, Conscious. does text it. Still, do you still want to be president? Yes. Uh, tell me your problem with consciousness. No, no evasions here. No dodging. So, okay. So I need to, it's such a long, long thing. So like, um, 
Have you heard of um, the mind matter, like the mind matter problem with like Eastern philosophies, like Eastern religions and stuff? The mind matter problem, like from idealists, you mean, where like matter can't produce a mind, and that's why they think consciousness is fundamental. Yeah. So, like, uh, so uh, Rupert Spira in his book, um, The Nature of Consciousness, he talks about the idea that um, matter. Uh, so we we experience everything through the mind first, right? So sure. We experience everything through the mind first, and then we experience matter only through the mind. And so, therefore, matter is an, is the assumption, not mind. Okay, see so with me there. Yep. Okay. So he so then the the way and he said that where where it gets a little conspiratorial, but we're programmed. Well, no, that's right. So that part right there is correct. If you start epistemically, if you just start from like cogito, I think they're am. The first thing you have is consciousness. Consciousness is the most fundamental thing. Then you experience other things. They're less. Um, fundamental to you than consciousness, but that's only if you're like a solipsist. That's all, all you are. Once you get beyond solipsism and say, oh, there's some difference between my imagination and reality. I imagine a unicorn, no unicorn, no, no touchy unicorn, no feely unicorn, no smelly unicorn, no unicorn. So there's some difference between your the experiential world and your imagined world in your head. And you have to differentiate between those two. So you come up with a methodology, which is science, to try to give you an idea of which things exist outside of your head and which things exist inside of your head. And that's where you get the matter stuff from. And so this methodology that can confirm non-imaginary things is very, very good, very, very effective. And it shows there's lots of this matter stuff and not a whole lot of this consciousness stuff. And so if we want to try to establish, well, what is consciousness? Because we know it's a thing. Clearly it exists. Um, the debate is on what stage it's at. Because we know that there's, there's like physics, and then there's chemistry, biology, brains, consciousness. That's the, the naturalist worldview. And the Rupert Spira, panpsychist, idealist, dualist want to say, no, consciousness is at the physics. It's before the physics. It's with the quantum field stuff. It's fundamental. Mm -hmm. And we're like, why in the hell should we believe that? Like, Because the only evidence we have is that consciousness is at the brains. We don't see mm -hmm. it do anywhere else. Like if rocks could get up like in a Disney movie and start dancing, then that would be a great argument. It would make tons of sense to say consciousness was fundamental and that mm -hmm. other things um, had consciousness outside of brains, but we never see it outside of brains. It just doesn't happen. There's no logical contradiction with a tree waving hand signals to you or, or talking like in, in the Disney movie, but it doesn't happen. And so it seems much more plausible to say that, yeah, consciousness is a product of brains just like pineapples are a product of pineapple trees why there's no reason to think pineapples are the fundamental nature of reality if we just came to a pineapple in the middle of a forest and we've never seen a pineapple ever in the history of ever and we have no idea where it came from well what's the best explanation that it's a product of the other things that we see around us or that it's a fundamental nature of reality not the fundamental nature of reality that's never the right answer Everybody mm. wants to think that their pet pet theory is the fundamental nature of reality. It's always always wrong. It's much more. I get, I get that, but like like so the way they would push back on that right now and say like okay consciousness is like this big white room that me and you is sitting in right, and then I say to you, well no you say to me, um, there's bullshit. There's more than there's more than just what's inside this room right, and so you run outside the room and you take a photo of something like a, a, a flower and you bring it back in and you go, look, here's a photo of something outside of the room. And I say, yes, but you're showing that to me within consciousness. So like everything that you try and explain is they, they can always try just defeat it by saying, yes, but you experience that within consciousness. But so I don't agree with it. Right. So this is, so just, this is, this is why it's a long conversation. So 
Well, I think clarify, that, like none of that really addresses the, because the core criticism is where is con we both agree consciousness exists. We both agree no. matter is something we what? Yeah, you see, this is what I'm getting to, right? What? So, so okay, so this is gonna fucking look. Maybe we needed hard liquor for this, all right? Because uh, because this is gonna so okay. Hear me out, right? This is where I, this is where I kind of call bullshit, right? So, um, so. And, and I, look, I know I'm going to get roasted for this because I know it's not thought out really well. I've got the Black Wells co like companion, companion to consciousness, just, yeah. to consciousness up there. I'm too scared to open it up yet. But this is where where I'm going right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got a book. I'm afraid to open it. <laughs> yeah, oh fucking hell, it's big, man. Like so, um, <laughs> so the the um, so you know, I, I got friends who are like that, right? They're mine, mine first, right? They're you know, um relatives are one first and they'll always point back to the being in the room and i'm like okay well what's what's kind of bullshit about that is this unfalsifiable claim right but then i'm kind of appealing to like science which is part of like the natural world which is part, like i'm already presupposing naturalism well, so, so the way i do unfalsifiable claims aren't a problem you can make those in science they're not actually bad there's other methodologies to okay to, they're fine but I, I want just clarification when you say consciousness or you don't agree consciousness exists i'm getting there i'm getting there Okay. okay. So what I do as a pushback to him is I say, okay, I'm just going to say consciousness is bullshit. And then he goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, I just believe that we have neurons firing in our brains and they give the illusion of consciousness, right? The illusion of, 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 uh, being agents of, of thinking or whatever, but it's just bullshit. I just, it's a, it's a word like love. It doesn't actually exist. Right. I don't think that works. So like, okay. It, it probably doesn't look, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, it probably so, doesn't but when i say consciousness what i mean is i have a i have a direct experience of stuff like i i see a tv i see a camera now this experience i'm having exists it may just be mm. a product of neurons that's totally fine i'm i'm a physicalist i think it's just a product of neurons but that experience is clearly an existing thing like i'm clearly no. experiencing a camera well i'm just being you see this is where I, okay so you know how like um someone will say consciousness is like um uh, is is like the opposite of what it's like to be a rock right that's what some like have you heard that frame yes it's a uh, very silly satan saying but yes. yeah and i go no i said what it's like to be a rock is what it's like to be a rock rocks don't have a what is like right so yeah. so like so whatever where it whatever where the the experiencing part is something that i think happens but i don't think it's a real thing like i don't think it's a it's it's an it's an amorphous like it, it's naturally it's an amorphous it happens, thing. So it happens. You agree it happens, right? Yeah. Oh, I ha I kind of have to. It's I, I have to because of the proper basic beliefs, like right at the foundation of like. So if it like, happens, does it exist? It exists, but not in the way that yes, it exists. You defeated the argument. <laughs> you defeated the argument. Yeah, but, well, but well, it's that's, unjustified. That's all consciousness means is that there is this. Uh, experience we're having and it doesn't mean it's real it, it could be a combination of things in your brain it could be if it's just an illusion that's fine too but it's real the sense we're having is itself a real thing that exists in reality somewhere it's somewhere mm. in reality because if it wasn't then it couldn't happen so the fact that it happens means it's in reality in some sense but what's causing it is the unknown we don't know what's causing it we don't know what's made of that part's irrelevant but we know that that sense does have to exist in reality because we're having it yeah, with this, that's what I'd say. I guess, I guess I'm just pushing because that's what I don't like. I don't like when people say, Where do you think consciousness comes from? And then I'll just say, like, fuck your consciousness. I think there's just neurons firing in our brain. 
right? And then like, because I think con what, what happens, what happens when someone starts saying consciousness is it's like when panpsychists start using the word like quantum, they start like misrepresenting what it actually means. They start thinking that there's more there than it actually is. They go, so you go, oh, everything's connected, bro. Like, no. Okay. Like if you're, not, if you're talking about quantum uh, physics, you're talking about maths. You're not talking about anything else, right? You're talking about like, you, you need to be writing down formulas, not, not like everything's connected. So I, that's the issue I have with the word consciousness, because I think, yes, consciousness agrees. Me and you can understand consciousness. But when we start talking to people who are like, well, no, consciousness clearly exists and we don't know where it comes from. It's like, no, fuck you. Like, like I, I, I push back on that and say, no, it's just neurons firing. Um, yeah, so I that's... definitely agree that there are many people who put in lots of baggage into the word to include things that aren't actually included. So they, they try to like add in baggage to the word to justify positions that are more than what the word actually means. So like this happens mm -hmm. all the time when you talk about solipsism versus other words, you try to include the external world in your personal experience and um, it doesn't work. So I agree that there are things where people try to include more than they should by using the word and that's wrong of them. But I don't think saying consciousness doesn't exist is the correct way to address that. I think it'd be more like, <laughs> what do you mean by consciousness? Ask them. Look, yeah. Um, I'm so just being like, sassy. So, so, but for me, I think that we can clearly, like, if if somebody was murdered in front of you and you want to ask who 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 killed them, like, that's a fair question to ask. You don't need to ask. Well, was there really a murder? Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Um, mm. And so this, the same thing applies to consciousness. We know that we have experience. Experience is a thing. I'm having it right now. And so we do. It's a fair question to ask. What is causing that experience? Where does it come from? Whatever. It isn't a fair question to say. But is there really an experience? Um, mm. so if you're the one having the experience, it, it's logically impossible for you to not have the experience because you're having it. It's, it's literally a contradiction. Yeah, I, a I, equals I agree. I agree with that. That's why my. That's why. I, look, I'm too scared. Like I told you, I'm too scared to open that book. I don't. I can't. I'm not formalized. I'm, I'm not ready to start formalizing conscious like my ideas of consciousness in a book yet. I just have had pushback with uh you know the eastern thought well I, I try and push back on the eastern thought a little bit because i, I just think it, it it doesn't answer any of the questions um properly um but, but going right back to going right back to morality um i want to give you some questions from my wife okay now i sat there and we had the morning coffee this morning uh, no you said, should not oh. have an open relationship <laughs> no <laughs> what about with instagram models right what about <laughs> like, what if it's what okay if, for me uh, but not for you Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. It's um, kind of like, kind of like, um, uh, oh, what's it? Speed stoplights and stop signs. Like, for me, they're optional. For you, you should, you, should, you need to. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, don't drink and drive and don't, don't spend, spend responsible, responsible. Um, so, but like, what I mean is, um, so, you know, uh, we're, we're two like geniuses. Like, we're both like on, Einstein level smart, right? But there are people um, like my wife. That's a fucking horrible joke. But you know, <laughs> clip that. About clip that. I'm using as a blackmail. <laughs> to to um, you know, there are people who don't think about these things a lot, right? And, and they don't, don't think about morality. So I'm just gonna throw some like simple questions at you. So like when when I when I said to her this morning, or to people who don't think about this a lot, um, uh, you know, I'm interviewing T John, people is in objective morality. That morality is the same. Like that there is an objective like law to the universe. Uh, first, first thing is, what about in countries where women have to cover up, or what about in country like what about people who don't don't believe the same things? They're immoral. They're, they're what? They're immoral. It's like they're bad. They're doing bad things. 
Okay, so how do we determine? But they think it's moral, right? Would you agree that they think it's moral? Uh, most of them no, but in some cases, yes. Um, and I'd say that they're wrong. So it's like many people can be wrong about things. There are objective facts, and when we, if there is an objective fact, um, and some people could be wrong about that objective fact. There are people who believe the world is flat, so they're they're wrong. Um, mm. And so, if if there is a law of morality. Um, if the law was the most powerful law in the universe and forced everyone to obey, then no one could disagree. If it's not the most powerful law in the universe and other combinations of laws of physics can um, subvert it, then the fact that some people would disagree makes perfect sense. It's perfectly fine for people to disagree because there's other laws that can cause other kinds of beliefs that aren't in alignment with this law. And so the, the fact that there's disagreement or people don't disagree is only a problem if the law was the most powerful thing in the universe and there was literally no way to uh, not be affected by it more than any other law. But since I don't think it's like the strong force of the universe, it's not going to necessarily have a hundred percent effects on all beings or the same effect on all beings. But even in those mm -hmm. countries, we still see moral progress. Uh, Saudi Arabia made it legal for women to drive recently past hey, five, 10 years. Sick. But so how does someone, like pragmatically now, how does someone determine what's right and wrong? Pragmatically? Because mm. um, this is all fun to like talk about like like morality as objective thing, but like how does someone determine, like let's say there, you know, there's, there's two buttons in a room and they both do something differently. How does someone determine what's the right thing and what's the wrong thing to do? What? Well, so like if you believe in objective morality, you could use that as a standard to assess which one's right or wrong. If you would, you kind of need a standard to to ask the question what is pragmatically best. Yeah. So let's go back to the vegan thing then. So what's wrong with killing a sentient creature? I think it's an involuntary imposition of will. What's uh, well? I'm just going to ask you again. What's what's wrong with that? I think that is wrongness. I think that is a description of the essence of wrongness. But what if I want to eat bacon? And that's an imposition against my will to not eat bacon. Um, so imposition of will, technical language time, only applies to yourself and your property. And so if the pig is conscious, its body is its property. And so your will to violate its property rights is an imposition on a different will. And so at any given instance, if there's two different wills, um, then both wills have to be in consent for it to be a not an involuntary imposition of will. So it's you can't say if I want if I will to punch you in the face, it's immoral for me not to be able to punch you in the face because there's two wills in that situation. And so for it to be an involuntary position, all wills in the situation would have to consent. Okay. Uh, so why aren't you vegan? Because I like being immoral. It makes me feel good. Okay. So, so to me, um, I don't know how that works. Can you explain to me how that works? Like why, like, so if you think something's immoral, like why cannot someone else do something that's greatly immoral and then just like, why, well, they, how do we they could say the exact same thing? They could say, why, why do you murder people? Cause, cause I enjoy murdering people. Like you, you could give the exact same response. There's no, there's no non symmetry there. The symmetry is the exact same. So, so why have we outlawed murder, but we haven't outlawed killing um, pigs? Uh, because we haven't gotten to the technological stage where it's so unnecessary that society as a whole has 
grown to the point where they see it as immoral. So if the vast majority of people saw it as immoral, we would make it illegal. You see, to me, um, to me, this reeks fucking reek. Like I can't even see because of how fucking bad this reeks of subjective subjectivism that people like the taste of bacon. So they're willing to turn a blind eye to their morals where they, 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 yeah. So, so, but, but you're saying that no, like people know it's immoral and it's only applicable to change your, um, change it when you, we get to te uh, technologically advanced stuff, right? Well, so, so, I mean, you our subjective desires are subjective. So if you're asking, why do I do something or why do they do something? That's, mm. it's going to be subjective. It has to be subjective. Like that's, they're doing it because of subjective, whatever is affecting them. Um, if morality is objective, that's completely independent of whatever people subjectively choose to do. So um, it's just like saying, what is the distance to the moon? It's 255,000 miles. But what if someone wants to, like, that's their subjective opinion. They can do whatever they want. It's, they're just going to be wrong. And that's, that's fine. So asking about motivations of individuals is going to be subjective necessarily. But whether or not their actions are in correspondence to reality is completely independent of whether they subjectively choose to do whatever. So how does, okay. All right. So I, I'm a bit confused with like, so the way I understand that we like organize society is we decide what's right and wrong um, as a society. And then we organize laws and rules. Yeah, that's and, all subjective. All subjective. Okay, cool. All right. Well, then we may agree. You see, this is what I mean. We may possibly agree. <laughs> I'm not fully bought in on your objective alien, like universal truth thing, but I, at least at the pragmatic level, it seems that we agree that morality is just subjective, right? Yeah, pragmatically, by definition. Like, well, okay, solved. Problem solved. We're in agreement with that. But I just don't know how do you, I just like, I, I, you, you just said it like my, you just said exactly what I was thinking. Like, I just think like morality is just like an, an amorphous thing that we use, like a tool that we use, right? Um, right. So, so I, I just, pragmatic morality, as in what we do to make societies mm -hmm. work, is subjective. It's contingent on what we need to do in society to make survival a thing um and that's completely different from objective morality so like if we were to adopt objective morality right now and no one ever ate any living thing lots of people would die especially in poor nations and so that would be bad that would be not pragmatic it'd be very unpragmatic to adopt objective morality objective morality would kill a lot of people because objective morality would be like do the give all your possessions to the poor because they need it more than you. That's That would be a moral thing to do. And so adopting objective morality would not at all be pragmatic. It would be the opposite of pragmatic. It would be suicidal. And so yeah. there's clearly a difference between pragmatic morality, which is what benefits society, and objective morality, which is what is objectively the correct thing to do for benefiting people's wills or whatever. And those are two completely separate questions. Pragmatic is subjective. It's just here's what we can do when do you think it will be um when do you think it uh you you will go vegan like what what technological level when we can generate a better tastier thing easier and cheaper than bacon so if okay. we can make artificial bacon and it tastes better than bacon and it's cheaper um, i'll just buy the better tasting bacon what about have you tried any of like do you eat beef yes Beef. Have, you, have you tried any of like the Beyond Burgers, Impossible Burgers, or anything like that? Yes, they're they've gotten a lot better recently. I definitely think that's the case. Like I tried them when they first came out, and they tasted like just dirt. It's disgusting. Um, now they're doing a lot better at tasting edible, 
but still not mm -hmm. the best and they're more expensive too okay cool so um if they if they became like are they are they at a level there where they're tasty enough if they were the same price would it be for you would you stop eating beef burgers if they tasted the same i probably wouldn't care i'd probably be ambivalent agnostic so i'd probably just try one one day and try the next the next day and so i would go back and forth i could only stop eating meat if it, they were objectively better and this is just a better thing to buy on the menu like why don't i get tater tots because because there's cheese fries and cheese fries are objectively better than tater tots and that's why i don't get tater tots mm. and so the same thing would apply to beyond burgers if they just objectively taste better i'm going to get the thing that objectively tastes better would you say i want to throw like a hypothetical at you right if you say let's say that beef babies burgers, were made the of best... bacon and they tasted good like oh it would be tough yeah almost went there but say let's say you're on the right track of where i'm hypotheticals going but say let's say there's a beef burger right and it's let's say it's double as good as the beyond burger impossible burger would you say it's like pretty pretty like it's the best beef burger is probably double as good as the an impossible burger would you agree to that just uh... like just hypothetically like, sure let's go yeah, hypothetically. for the sake okay, of the cool. argument for the sake of the yeah argument. cool for the, sake, for, the, for the sake of the argument okay now let's say there was a beef burger but it was like beef 2.0 okay but the way they they got this beef to be um and this beef was this beef burger was double as good as a regular beef burger right but the way they got the beef to be so good is they tenderized the meat while it's still alive so what they did is they got a baseball bat and just f for fucking months just beat the shit out of this cow right what would be the moral would you get beef 2.0 uh yes i i would not give a shit so i i'm i have autism so i don't feel empathy for anything so i don't care how much you beat beat the cow it's legal i'm getting i'm getting my beef burger if it tastes good okay cool. let's say this is beef um this beef 3.0 right and they tenderize the beef right with baseball bats but then they're also punching a baby in the face on top of it and the tears <laughs> soak into the meat right the, are you, are you getting that beef uh, hey uh, the, ba the babies don't die <laughs> okay, so you, you're choosing beef 3.0 rather than beef 2.0. So, so I would say that my decision would be based on my like social, how I would be seen socially in that instance. If society didn't care, I'd be like, beef 3.0, don't give a crap. Um, in our current society, I'd say that it would be seen as unpleasant. So pragmatically, it's a bad decision. Based on pragmatic morality, I'd probably say no, not beef 3.0. Um, okay. Objectively, they're all immoral, so... Let's say like it was a vacuum. No one would find out about it. No one would find out about it. Uh, I'm still because of the society, the pragmatic thing, and like probably not. But I'm I'm a foodie, so well, let's I'm say like, it's I want to taste it. I want to try it. I want to try it. Okay, okay. Let's say this beef 5.0, right? And um, it's not just babies being punched in the face, but it's also um, your family being punched in the face. Your oh, mom, I'm, your dad. Um, dude, dude, you'd have to pay me not to eat it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay so like you can see where i'm going though like it like it's interesting right because you obviously have high functioning autism so you probably think differently to most people but most people would say like no like at, at beef 2.0 they'd say no that's fucking immoral to tenderize an animal while it's still alive they would say that's immoral well, that's but the like problem literally is, is what happens well no not not what I, i'm talking like baseball bats like beating shit out of it for months they they kill well, very like, bad that's what happens like, to pigs like that happens in their torture chambers all the time so that's the thing that happens yeah well uh, you know everyone in the comments is going dis to disagree with you um and it'll be wrong 
Um, but you know they are, they are killed horribly. Uh, if anyone wants to check out, there's a video I'll link in the description, um, which is a video I talk about how free ranged, beautiful piggies who get belly rubs um, die. Uh, and they get it's pretty well, pretty... but yeah, they are they are like tortured during life. Like yeah, not... depending, like some some like some farms, like even doesn't matter. Like most farms, yes, factory farms, it's fucked. They're tortured, right? But like yeah. the the they're like let's even if we had the most like if we even if we had like Farmer Bob and Farmer Bob like let the pig sleep on his couch and he rubbed their belly every night and gave him little kisses on the forehead, like it did everything. The they're still the way they killed at the slaughterhouse is fucking horrible. Yeah, thrashing like and... to make to make eating meat moral, you'd have to wait for them to die of natural causes, and then it'll be fine. Yeah, I'd have no problem with that. Um, in fact, I would even argue, and this is where I, I I had an animal rights activist on. I would even argue that it would be immoral not to eat a creature that's died of um, old age, because then you're choosing to create more waste in the world. Um, the trucks that delivered your veggie burgers hit more bugs on the way. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like like the more moral thing to do would be to eat that carcass, right? Um, so I imagine well, I say, you also. I, I said that one amoral. I'll put that on amoral. Yeah, because you're not so. obligated to eat them. Like it's like. Oh, saying, actually, no. Done... I would. I would say if you're gonna follow the vegans' arguments, like that, we're that if you're going to subscribe to vegan arguments that we shouldn't, we shouldn't eat animal, um, animals and um, and all that. Like we're gonna subscribe if if you if they want to be consistent for them, it would they would have to eat their dead dog, their dead pig they're dead whatever that have to eat to be right. morally consistent for, and for also vegans, if they, for vegans to be consistent with the arguments they make I, yeah that's definitely yeah true. and also the same thing was like if you if if you've eaten your calorie limit for the day and you dare get that slice of vegan cheesecake you're a fucking sick pig how dare you take like you didn't need that food and there were bugs that were killed there were rodents that were killed in the in the um thing there was land that was destroyed habitats to make that vegan cheesecake for you immoral like just for your taste pleasure like you can make the same arguments and that's the issues i have with veganism um yeah there's the one that's like in order to make the plants you have to kill rodents uh like yeah to clean the land and that's that's also immoral but but like I said, I hate vegans, but I I, I kind of am one. So like it's it's annoying though because the, the, the so just to give the vegan candidate counter that is well yes, but we feed the, the most amount of food from plants we feed to livestock, and that's why even if you were to just eat plants, you're still killing less of those rodents and um, things. Anyway, let's wrap this up with a few last questions. Um, so I got some some juicy ones, right? Um, not juicy. I, I I ask them to almost every person, but oh, I, one sec, I got one from a few from my super chat. I'll take one if you don't mind right now. Yeah, go for it. To pin it. Uh, Don Fullman, uh, big supporter of the channel. Appreciate him. Since morality is an objective trait in the universe, could morals evolve to fit the environment uh, the subjective finds themselves in? Does morality evolve? It's possible. If morality is an objective law of physics, laws of physics do change. So it's possible they change. Yes. Cool. Anymore? I do, but you can go for yours because I just the reason I wanted to do that one is because I forgot to pin it, and so if I unpinned it, I would lose it, and I wouldn't be able to remember it. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, just um, you can read read more if you want. Oh sure, I got if there's, yeah. if there's any, any good ones. Yeah, I do. Um, sixty second skeptic. Can we use your model of objective morality on trickier balancing act type issues thinking like positive versus negative freedoms threatening speech of freedom of speech if so can you give a quick example uh yes so legalization of weed 100 percent moral to legalize weed there's no reason to justify its immorality uh abortion abortion is a tricky issue because i think that if the baby is conscious it is immoral to kill it 
whether it's justified as self-defense. That's a tricky issue. So it, I think the Republicans are right that it is immoral to kill a baby, but it's justified because it's self-defense. So yes, you can use this to be trickier things. Freedom of speech, 100%. Freedom of speech of all words. I don't care. All words should be freedom of speech. Quick question on that one. Um, what if it's like... Except um, those words. Don't, you don't get to speak. <laughs> like direction, like directions on like how to, um, you know, cause harm to someone. I think that all words should be uh, legal, but because people are influenced by those words, we have to have pragmatic limitations. And so I think that since um, people are stupid and listen to the words, we have pragmatic limitations, but you should be allowed to say whatever you want ever because words okay. don't literally hurt people directly. Interesting. And then from Javer, Javer Jara, do you agree with a possible answer to the where are aliens question? According to Neil deGrasse Tyson, maybe aliens already came and they didn't find any intelligent life here. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think a more plausible action, a, plaus a more plausible answer is that if my model is true, which I think it is, I think their understanding of morality is so higher evolved than us that we do so many immoral things they don't really want to interact with us, at least not yet. And so they see our society and do and see us doing so many terrible things that they wouldn't want to interact with us yet. That would be a more plausible solution. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, David? Does that sound reasonable that aliens are so much more morally attuned to us that the way you see people who eat meat, the aliens see us because we're just so immoral? Um, I think that... Um... <laughs> I, I just have beef with the alien thing, man. I think you just, you just, we're just, we're just, we're just assuming too much to even be able to have a conversation about it. But like, look, man, let's let's pretend that we're both like smoking a big doobie, sitting around a fire. Yeah, I'll introduce, I'll I'll, I'll talk about it. Like, I talk about maybe the ghosts are real or something, right? I don't believe it, but cool. Um, yeah, I think they might look at us like, I think, I think if anything, um, okay, like, hang on, let me just take the. Okay, I reckon. I reckon what's happening is there's like there's like you know we have to reach some level of consciousness or some level of um, intelligence uh, or some level of uh, uh, technological would be seen like uh, pandas in the wild like you can't go up to a panda and just start like you know playing with it or whatever or tri certain tri tribes in um, there are certain tribes in uh, uh, yeah, where you can't go to them because you'll give them diseases and stuff. I think that uh, maybe people, maybe hang on, other drug, maybe people on um, on Earth are viewed like that from alien life. Yeah, I disagree with the pandas thing though. I I think it's totally legit to go up and just hug a panda. Oh, I'll do it. I just don't think you're allowed to. Like, <laughs> like slight like, slight health risk <laughs> of eaten by bear. Um, <laughs> Uh, Grimlock says, I am also high function autism. I gave up all animal products nearly seven years ago overnight with no excuse. Good, good for you. I don't have an excuse. I just granted some moral and like <laughs> cheese and bacon. Someone in your comments said, David is trying to take advantage of Tom's autism. I don't know what that means. Um, if, if it gives me hot blondes, that's worth it. Introduce me to those Australian ladies. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, just for your audience who is watching as well, um, Deep Drinks Podcast is a, 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 a platform where I invite guests on. They choose their drink of choice. Today we had cherry Pepsi. Um, usually it's alcohol. And we drink it and have deep conversations, deep drinks. Um, and we're also trying to hit 1,000 subscribers. So if you want to subscribe to this channel, go for it. Because when we get to 1,000, I'm doing a charity live stream, uh, six hours where we'll be doing some fun stuff. I might even watch... 
I'll see if I can get away with it, but I think I can. I might even watch the, the old cowboy Kenneth Copeland movies. Who doesn't want to watch that with me, right? Like, do you remember those things? Treasure Kenneth... on Eagle Mountain, Covenant Rider. Oh, man. I Kenneth bought the Copeland, DVDs. Like the apologist guy was... No, not the apologist. He's like a big-time Texan preacher. He's the one who's like, COVID-19, uh, you know, blowing away yeah, COVID-19. Yeah. That dude. Yeah, he had cowboy movies back in the day, and we're going to watch it. We'll see. I'll have to see if I'm not going to get copyright strike. I don't think I am because I uploaded it and it didn't get marked. But yeah, for your audience that are watching, come subscribe to my channel. I'd really appreciate it and get us over that thousand um, thousand mark. But last few questions uh, I've got for you, T-Jump, is um, what is the most plausibly true religious worldview that you don't subscribe to? Uh, probably Hinduism is the one I say the most. Hinduism has the most accurate predictions of the age of the earth, sort of. Um, they predict the age of the earth was 4.3 billion years old. It's 4.5, so that's close-ish. Um, unfortunately, they're, they think we're only like halfway through that, so it's only like two, 2 billion years ago. Thank you for logic for pointing that out. He did the research on that one. But they're the closest one that has real evidence, and so they're the one that's most likely to be correct. I think Jainism has the most moral system. They're most likely to be right on morality. Um, so those would probably be the top two. Hinduism, Jainism. Is the um, – okay, I, I, I wanted to look into that actually because is that 4.3 billion – is that like a new thing that they've no. read into old texts or is that something that like – you know, literally go... legit exact numbers from the 6,000-year-old text. They give years. They're not like – it's not like – christianity where you have to like ambiguate it it's like no it says this many human years is this many god years it's this many god years they're done damn damn wow okay that's crazy um this is a good one what if anything would change your mind and well, i'm gonna morality. ask that twice on morality and secondly on the god belief uh evidence novel test and predictions so like in the case of morality if we discover aliens and they have like eat babies morality that would that would prove my morality wrong um god belief same thing novel test and predictions if i die and go to heaven and see god that's pretty good evidence that god is real or if revelation happens and like christians start magically disappearing like poofing out of existence like that's interesting <laughs> evidence um so kind of novel test and predictions uh can you imagine that? Can you imagine being on Earth without Christians? Be, I mean, what your your channel would plummet in like um, in like views because like who would you have to argue with except for maybe I don't know. Yeah, Muslims. Muslims. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, there, what, unfortunately, but, there are other religions that still exist. Yeah, are there? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is a bonus question I like to ask people: um, if you could choose an afterlife. And then as soon as you imagine this afterlife, I imagine you don't believe in afterlives, but if you could choose this afterlife and it immediately became true, what afterlife would you choose? The mine, the best of all possible worlds. That's the best. Uh, okay. Let's take them just from like popular religions. So like, do you want to be reincarnated? Do you want to have like heaven, um, like a traditional Christian heaven? Do you like what Buddhists think? Like you got to um... choose a religious afterlife. Uh, I had someone once mention um, Egyptian afterlife. I don't know. Like most of them, I think are pretty bad. Um, <laughs> like the one that's closest to the best of all possible worlds is my answer. And I just have to figure out which one that is to be able to answer the question. Yeah. What about if um you went, uh, I don't know, that's going to be too offensive. Actually, I'm not going to say that. Um, 
it's gonna make a, it's gonna make a crack about you know um uh instagram models in heaven um getting a certain amount of them or something um anyway thank you so much t-jump for coming on to, to deep things podcast is there any last words you have um uh before we leave potato potato all right well thank you again for coming on um make sure everyone uh, to go subscribe to deep uh, youtube.com slash deep drinks i super appreciate it let me know in the comments down below that you come here and i'll definitely react uh and also um uh i'll see you guys uh next time uh see you later